Hello, it's Alonzo Bowden. Welcome to week two of Who's Paying Attention. There's a lot going on. I will do my best to get to it. Um, Got to start with the Trevor Martin case. Uh, if you're not familiar, in Sanford, Florida, 17-year-old kid, Trevor Martin, was coming home from a 7-Eleven. He had Skittles and a can of iced tea, two weapons of mass destruction, no doubt. And... Um, this guy, George Zimmerman, who is the overzealous head of some sort of neighborhood watch association, saw a black kid walking through the neighborhood and called the police, said it was suspicious that he was walking around. The police dispatcher told him to leave the kid alone. Instead, George Zimmerman followed him, uh, start, got out of his car, started some sort of trouble with him, and ended up shooting and killing Trevor Martin. Florida has... Uh, what's called your stand your ground law, which basically we know that in the home, if someone breaks in, you can shoot them. Well, Florida extended the law past the home, said you can be in public. If you feel threatened, you can shoot somebody. So I guess George Zimmerman felt that once he got out of a car, confronted the kid after he was told to leave him alone, there was some sort of skirmish. Suddenly he felt threatened and shot him. Of course, George Zimmerman's 28-year-old man, Trevor's Martin, was a 17-year-old kid who looked like a kid. Couldn't have been a threat, and uh, it was murder. And fortunately, the federal government is stepping in to investigate. Sadly, we have to go back to this. This, this was the 60s in America, where in the South, black people would get killed, and nobody would prosecute it, and the federal government had to get involved. Thought we had moved on, but apparently not. So God bless Trevor Martin and his family. And um, it's just bad. Not even any jokes. It's just bad. And, and, you know, on the subject of racism, and I know I'm not supposed to be talking about racism because racism ended when Barack Obama got elected. I heard it from every right-wing radio and, and every Southern thing. They, oh, racism's over. Well... Racism is over. So in Georgia, when Paula Smith is selling bumper stickers that say, don't renege in 2012, she says that, that race has nothing to do with that. That's not in any way a reference to Barack Obama being black. She said Barack Obama isn't even black. He's, he's some sort of mixed race. So the don't renege has nothing to do with it. And in the comments section on that particular article, some guy said, well, we should rewhite in 2012, which again, no no reference to race on rewhite. What is going on in the South? When when are they going to join us in the 21st century? When when do they when do they let go? Um, University of Southern Mississippi at the NCAA tournament, which in my opinion, is the greatest thing in sports. One and done. It, it's phenomenal. And I'll get to the tournament in a minute. But the University of Southern Mississippi had a problem with Angel Rodriguez, a point guard for Kansas State University. When Angel was at the free throw line, the university banned, the university banned, I will say it again, the band started chanting, where's your green card to Angel Rodriguez. Angel Rodriguez is Puerto Rican. They don't need green cards, Mississippi. They are Americans. 
You know, there's like three smart people in Mississippi who are just embarrassed every day. So the penalty for this school band chanting that is five kids lost their band scholarships. Um, I don't think that's enough. I think the NCAA really would have made a statement had they kicked the band out right after they began that chant. As soon as you start that racist chant, just throw them out of the arena. How powerful would that have been? You missed your chance, NCAA. You could have stepped it up. And the reason Mississippi's having this chant is they're passing another one of those non-racist immigration laws that says if you look brown or foreign in any way, they can stop you and check your papers. Because this is the United States of America, and that's how we should do things. Where are your papers? Now, getting back to the NCAA tournament, absolutely love it. Kentucky looks unbeatable. I think Kentucky can be beat by the... Toronto Raptors or perhaps the Charlotte Hornets from the NBA. I don't know if a college team can take them. I'm a huge Carolina fan, but unfortunately, uh, Marshall, the point guard from Carolina, broke his wrist. And without a point guard, you probably can't win the tournament. But Duke already lost, so the tournament is going to be great. And in sports, in other sports stories, Peyton Manning signing with Detroit. Five years, $95 million dollars. Not a bad gig. If you have a son, get him a football. Now, here's the downside. Peyton goes to Denver. If Denver trades Tim Tebow, Jesus will be mad, and there will be bad weather in Denver every game forever. I'm just saying, Denver, you you, you just got to watch what you do here. Don't know what you're going to do with Tebow. Check with Jesus first. (laughs) Sports is a break from reality, and, and I'm glad we have it because... Reality, reality, just, uh, just scary. Um, Bristol Palin is upset. Uh, why are we talking about Bristol Palin? I don't know. I honestly don't know how or why she makes news. But Bristol Palin says that the president should call her and apologize because he called the girl who Rush Limbaugh referred to as a slut and a prostitute and apologized. Now Barack Obama apologized to her on behalf of America on behalf of the um, the right to speak before Congress without being intimidated or bullied or insulted. He also spoke because he has daughters and he wants his daughters to grow up and be able to speak freely in society. And, and we also know, let's not be stupid, he spoke because it was like a political dig at the right wing. Listen, the right wing is scared of Rush Limbaugh. He knew if he jabbed Rush Limbaugh, he was jabbing all of them. So yeah, it was political. But he had the right to do it, and there was a reason behind it. Now, what Bristol Palin doesn't understand is, well, we don't have time for everything Bristol Palin doesn't understand. But in this instance, she doesn't understand that her mother and herself, they are public figures. They chose to be public figures. So Bill Maher makes fun of them. They think the president should apologize because Bill Maher supports the president. No, Bill Maher is a comedian. And if you choose to be a public figure, then you can be a target for comedians and no one apologizes. That's that's how the game is played. Not to mention the fact that Sarah Palin has insulted Barack Obama, oh, I don't know, every time she opens her mouth. The most recent one, she said that Barack Obama wants to take America back to the time before the Civil War. Now, to the Palins. I don't know Barack Obama personally. Um, I know you think all black people know each other. We don't. We don't hold meetings. But 
I can be pretty sure I speak for every black person in America when I say none of us want to go back to the time before Civil War because that was slavery. You understand, Sarah? In no circumstance, not even Herman Cain, not even Michael Steele would want to go back to a time before slavery, and they do everything you tell them. So it's not going to happen. Sarah Palin should probably apologize to every school she ever went to for not learning anything. Yeah, put that on your list, Bristol. I just said it. Um, And I have personal experience with this. Listen, I worked at the Palms Hotel Casino one night, and I had a problem getting my room. This was a few years ago when the Palms was the hottest spot in Vegas. They claimed they didn't have a room. They didn't have a reservation. They asked me, did I have a reservation? I said, no, I have a billboard because I was performing there. So during the show, I made fun of the Palms. I made fun of the Maloofs. I made fun of the, the... Sacramento Kings, the basketball team, the Maloof brothers own, etc., etc. And you know what they did? They kicked me out because I had the right to make jokes because they're a public figure and they had the right to kick me out because it was their hotel. So I've been there. You listen, free speech isn't free. You have to be willing to take a hit for what you say. So if Bill Maher says something and the Palins don't like him, that's cool. Does the president have to apologize? Not a chance. Again, why, why do I even know what Bristol Palin has to say? It's like the, the idea that Snooky's pregnant. It's in my brain, but I hate it being in my brain. On to other news. Um, shocking news. Absolutely shocking. Somehow, Rick Santorum won the primaries in Alabama and Mississippi. Now, I know the idea of Rick Santorum, a staunch conservative, Winning in such such progressive states shocks you as much as it does me. But yes, he did win those two primaries. Will he be the Republican candidate for president? No, Mitt Romney will. But but Rick Rick is Rick. And and just recently, Rick was in Baton Rouge at a revival meeting. Pastor Dennis Terry, to the cheers of the crowd, said that this is a Christian nation. We don't worship Buddha. We don't worship Muhammad. We don't worship Allah. And anyone who doesn't like the way we do things should get out. How's that for freedom of speech and religion, America? How's that for the Constitution? Rick Santorum merely bowed his head and accepted a blessing from Pastor Dennis Terry. Now, here's the thing. I could care less about what Rick Santorum thinks. I know he's a religious nut. And and I don't say that to degrade all religious people. There are a lot of good religious people, but there are religious nuts. And this guy is the equivalent, the Christian equivalent of the Taliban. If it were up to him, women would be covered and locked up and, and black people and Latin people wouldn't exist and gays would be stoned to death and blah, blah, blah. The guy's nuts, but don't worry, he's going away. But the fact that he's okay with this pastor, Dennis Terry, brings back thoughts of Reverend Wright and Barack Obama. Remember that? They, they went off on Obama. He had to leave that church and, and it was tough for him to go to that church because he's a secret Muslim. That's right, 45% of Alabama and Mississippi still believe that Barack Obama is a secret Muslim. And that's why I have to whisper it because it's one of those black secrets that we talk about at the meeting. <laughs> I love this stuff. People, I could not write this. This kind of comedy can only write itself. Now, where do I read this stuff? Where do I follow this stuff? On my iPad. And who made my iPad? Apple. And where did they make my iPad? In China. And it turns out 
that it's okay for Apple to have my iPad made in China because Mike Daisy lied. That's right, Mike Daisy, the guy who claimed that kids were working in the Apple factory and that they they were mangled hands and they all had nerve damage because they were cleaning the screens with some mysterious evil chemical not using good old safe Windex and all. Listen, the guy's a liar. He got caught in the lies and now he claims, well, I'm an artist. I'm not a journalist. This wasn't journalism. This was theater. Well, you tried to pass it off as journalism when you had the spotlight on you. It's another James Frey, another clown that just, you know, I don't know what's with these people. It's like, I'm going to lie publicly and maybe no one will notice. That's right. After they spread the story to millions, no one will notice that this story was a lie and I just made it up. Well, sorry, Mike, you're busted. So people, if you're in line, if you got in line, if you bought your iPad 3, enjoy it. There's no need to feel guilty. By the way, the Apple iPad 3 is outselling the Google and Android-based tablets to the point that um, they've sold more iPad 3s in the first week than the Google Android-based tablets, than 25% of all sales of Google Android-based tablets, the Samsung, etc., etc. Guys, surrender. Apple's got it. Mrs. Santorum says Rick is not anti-woman. And then she put the hood back on and was locked in the kitchen again. <laughs> so sad. So sad. I, I don't I don't even know where to go with stuff like this. Um, what else do we have? The teenage birth rate is down in California. In 2009, there were 32 births per thousand teenagers. And in 2010, it was down to 29 births per thousand teenagers, which isn't great, but but it's definitely better. Why does this matter? Well, because the birth rate went down due to an increased awareness and prevention. There was nothing in there about Jesus. In other words, they educated the teenagers. Uh, they gave them sex education. They gave them uh, access to contraception and births went down and there was nothing there about abstinence because that's a joke. And um nothing there about Jesus because Jesus is tired of being blamed for everything besides he's got to take care of that whole Peyton Manning Tim Tebow situation I'm telling you he is not going to be happy about that at all so what else we have going on Facebook we're all on Facebook right if you're not on Facebook you should be it'll soon be a law well it turns out Facebook owns your rights after death That's right. There was a couple in Nebraska, parents, who lost their child in an accident. And they they had his Facebook password and they wanted to go to his page and, you know, maybe read what his friends and some of the posts, see some pictures, learn more about him and basically control that social media page. And Facebook said no. Facebook changed his password and said, when you die, friends can post condolences, etc., etc. But Facebook controls the page. So... They are now working on changing that law to grant access to the family and to close friends to control your Facebook page after you pass away. Now, my question there is, what if you're gay and you're not allowed to get married and now you die and there's a Facebook page and you see, see how messy this can get now? This is why we need the lawyers. The lawyers handle all of this stuff. All right, moving on, on to 
bigger and better things. Hunger Games. Hunger Games is coming out this weekend. To the three people who don't know what I'm talking about, Hunger Games is a huge success. It's a book about a future where children, teenagers from ages 12 to 18 are entered in a lottery and they're picked across the country. This is America, post-apocalyptic America. And they have to go into the Hunger Games. They're trained to fight. They're, they're released and to whatever the game arena might be. It might be a forest, might be a desert, might be whatever. And they, they fight to the death until only one child is left, and that's the winner of the Hunger Games. So now it's going to be a movie, and this movie's going to be big. I, I was at a Clipper game last week. That's right. I went to a Clipper game. What about it? I'm a Clipper fan. Yeah, I was before Lob City. Sorry about that. Got into an argument with myself. Um, there were kids camped out for Hunger Games, and this is two weeks before the premiere. Literally, they had tents in downtown L.A. I was like, is this an Occupy protest? Like, no, this is a movie line. <laughs> I love that. I love my country. So the movie is coming out, and they're like, is it too violent? Is the movie too violent for children? No, the movie's not too violent for children. The books were written for adolescents, teens, and kids, and they read the books, so they've seen the violence. And besides, kids are too violent for kids. Are you kidding me? Too violent for kids? Let me tell you something. If you give one kid a stick and another kid a rock, they're not going to invent baseball. They're going to go to war. Stick versus rock. Kids are violent. It's part of how they play. So I think Hunger Games is going to be a huge hit. I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. I read the book, and I'm too old to be reading that sort of book. But I, I didn't hang out anywhere with these kids because then I'd be the creepy old Hunger Games guy. Don't want to be that guy. Moving on. Other things in the movies. John Carter, officially a flop. Officially a flop. Disney has spent $250 million to make the movie. It's made $50 million in the first two weeks, and Disney's written down a loss for $200 million. You talk about giving up quick. At least people losing their houses made some of the payments. Disney said, nah, two weeks. That's long enough. We're done with that one. So, John Carter. Who is John Carter? Well, I got a feeling you'll know who John Carter is on a downloaded video pretty soon. 1,000 Words by Eddie Murphy. Um, didn't make as many dollars as there were words. Uh, Eddie, we love you. You're hilarious. Bring back a funny movie. Uh, something. Uh, uh, Dr. Doolittle. Beverly Hills Cop Senior. Do something funny, Ed. I still believe in you. I love you, but but man, you have to step it up. Speaking of Dr. Doolittle, talking to the animals, my last story might be my favorite story. Last week in Glendale, California, a man heard a noise in his garage at 3 a.m. And he went downstairs and he looked in his garage and he saw a bear. That's right. A large bear was in the garage <laughs> eating food out of the refrigerator. The bear opened the door, went in the garage, was in the fridge, chowing down. The man said he opened the door. He looked at the bear. The bear looked at him. He locked the door and called the cops. People, that is the proper response when a bear looks you in the eye. Lock the door and call the cops. Do not challenge the bear. Do not talk to the bear. This is not Yogi Bear. This is a real bear. How much would that freak you out to see a bear just sitting in your garage 
munching on your goodies. I mean, well, that sounded kind of dirty, a bear munching on your goodies. This ain't that kind of podcast. Just a bear pigging out in your garage. I, I can't even imagine. They never show you that on the home security commercial. They never show, you know, a bear in the garage. They show bad robbers wearing black ski masks. But, oh, if there's a bear in the garage and you call ADT or whoever they are, ADT is going to say, listen, we are not the ASPCA. Get help. So there are bears in the garage in Glendale. That has to be bad for property values. Thank you. This is Alonzo Bowden wrapping up who's paying attention. I love you guys for listening. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and tell your friends about my podcast. Alonzo Bowden signing off. <laughs>